Hello, and welcome back to the Whatcom Dads podcast. This week, we interview Stephanie Wiley, the Community Outreach Supervisor for the Port of Bellingham. We ask questions about this year's 4th of July fireworks display over Bellingham Bay, and she shares other resources, festivals, and programs that the port puts on that may be of interest to you and your family. Well, now that school is out, we probably should take an opportunity to remind our couple of listeners who maybe haven't been with us since the beginning, how old our kids are, maybe what grade they're going into next year, although some of us are old enough, our kids are almost done with school. So uh, I have a seven-year-old who will be a second grader next year. I have a five-year-old who will be starting kindergarten, and then I have a three-year-old who will be starting preschool, which means... For the first time, we will have all the kids in school at at least a couple days per week. (laughs) Game changer. (laughs) Completely. Complete game changer. Mark, do you have one child with one year remaining of education at this point? Yes, I have a super senior son. We'll be in his fifth year at Western next year. Hopefully it'll be his last year. Let's hope so. He's going to go to grad school, isn't he? (laughs) Uh, yeah, well, that's on his dime. <laughs> and my daughter, believe it or not, will turn a quarter century old this summer. Whoa, she can rent a car. Finally. And Chris, I just had a chance to see your delightful children, who I hadn't seen in a couple of months. Yeah. How old are they now? Uh, Lexi is 15 and will be a sophomore at Squalicum High School. I cannot believe that she's going to be a sophomore. Um, and then Alyssa is... 12, and she is... I know, I don't know why I always mess that up. (laughs) Yeah, there was a hesitation, and you kind of looked at us like we would correct you. Did I get it right? She is 12, and uh, she will be a 7th grader at Colsham Middle School. Go Thunderbirds. She will be the ASB 7th grade president, as we found out a couple episodes back. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. Has she had any summer homework to do as incoming El Presidente? No, it's funny. I, I will mention it to her. And she's like, Dad, it's not a big deal. And I'm just it's like, that. it's it's pretty awesome. So It's fantastic. Just but, like you know, don't overplay it. That's true. I mean, you, you can't be more excited than she is. That is true. Right? That is true. Yep. And she is certainly doing a good job of uh, not being very excited. She's just like, yeah, it is what it is. It's neat. So she's more like your wife. She's very subdued. Because yeah. I think that if Chris were seventh grade class president, <laughs> I mean, he'd have – can you imagine what that would be like, Nathan? I mean, just the bouncing off the walls, the ideas. Free toilet paper for everybody. <laughs> yeah, this thought experiment of being Chris's friend in seventh grade is kind of mind-blowing, <laughs> knowing what I know now. And I had a Kirk Cameron perm back in seventh grade for me. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's like straight on the sides with the perm on the top with the mullet in the back. I hear mullets are making a comeback. Uh, uh, there was a guy who ran by us today on the trail who had a full on, like, looked just like what I described, actually. I hear they're back. Crazy. I hear they're back. Oh my gosh. If you can get us a copy of a picture of you with a mullet, I will put it on the Facebook page. <laughs> I might find, I might have it. Mullet with braces and a yellow sweater vest. Is that, is that when you were singing? Uh, I might have just quit because when I when I uh, turned twelve, the old voice changed and it was ah. it's hard to hit those notes anymore. Kind of the Peter Brady syndrome. It was, yeah. When it's time to change. <laughs> well, that's your homework, guys. 
sometime in the next month or two, get us a middle school picture of each of us, and we'll put them on the Facebook page. <laughs> well, last week we did talk about communicating with your kids, and I happened to be on a car ride with my wife without the kids, and we listened back to it together. And she had two things to share. One, she said, there's a book in our bedroom on the shelf about that exact same topic. Why didn't you ask me about it? So, for listeners who want to learn more, the book is How to Talk So Kids Will Listen and How to Listen So Kids Will Talk. That's by Adele Faber and Elaine Maslish. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. The other thing she said is the tactic or trick that she uses when kids are talking about maybe a difficult thing is, first of all, ask them what they know about the topic. Because if you sort of like overreact or go, oh my gosh, your friend was smoking pot without really finding out what your kid's attitude is about it, you may not not need to say anything because you could say, well, what do you think about that, sweetie? And say, oh, it's disgusting. I never want to do that. And then you don't have to use up all of your, you know, anger and disgust. Um, So yeah, that's a good thing. Toss it back at them first to see what they're thinking when they ask you sort of a deep question. What would you do if, Mark, if Ben was like, that's... It's pretty cool, Dad. I think I want to do it, too. Well, at least you've started the conversation. You know where they're coming from. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I'd... We've had those conversations. Yeah. It's, it's, interesting. it's, it's interesting. And, you know, like I said last week, um, my kids are way more open with us than I ever was with my parents. I yeah. never, ever, ever would have talked to my parents about drinking about drugs, about sex. I mean, even girls. Yeah. It was embarrassing to talk to my mom and dad about girls. But my kids have no problem talking about any of those subjects, which is great. And again, it's not because of me. It's obviously Annette did something in raising them where they feel super comfortable doing that kind of stuff. But it puts me kind of in an awkward situation as someone who never had those conversations with his parents Yeah, to be listening to your kids talking this way. I agree. It's far out because same thing. Growing up in a Catholic family, if I if I ever talked about girls or if if the thought of talking about sex came up, my mom would just be like, "Well, if you want to get into heaven," <laughs> and would just throw that out there. And so it, that was the end of the conversation, right? right? You know. Yeah. So how do you top that? Yeah. <laughs> well, one more point of clarification: uh, we did talk about the uh, arsenic in the rice cereal. <laughs> And I did happen to Google it. And in fact, Chris, there are two beech nut companies. So oh. it is not the same company making the beech nut chewing tobacco and the beech nut baby food. I think the beech nut baby food, there's a hyphen in there somewhere. Oh. But just to clarify and not to defame any uh, baby food company, I think you were right. There's something about the rice and the levels of arsenic. It's, it's not unique to that particular company, but uh, something to keep an eye on. One other listener follow-up we got. We know we talked about minor league baseball team names. Yes. And I got a email from or a text from a listener who said, you forgot to mention the greatest hockey minor league team in all of history. So here's the quiz. <laughs> this team was from Macon, Georgia. So this hockey team was the Macon what? Bacon. Bacon. Not the Macon Bacon. <laughs> The Macon Whoopie <laughs> as a legitimate minor league hockey team. What does the ma- – is it two mascots? Is it like what's your what's your mascot? The mascot was a whooping crane being chased by a 
B. So there was a little birds and bees action even going in on the mascot. <laughs> That's a lot of thought going into a mascot wow. concept. So You're telling me that would have been included if we had included hockey teams, but in any event, uh, that, that, that's brilliant. I guarantee you, they had whoopee cushion nights. <laughs> First thousand fans get whoopee cushions. Your life can change in an instant. Car accidents impact all aspects of your life and lead to pain and suffering, medical bills, and time missed from work. Robinson & Cole, attorneys in Bellingham, can help. They have represented thousands of clients since 1979. They also handle other types of injury claims, including workers' compensation. Consultations are always free and are available in Spanish. Robinson & Cole, when you need us, we will be here. All right, so today for our Welcome Dads podcast interview, we have Stephanie Wiley, who is the Community Outreach Coordinator for the Port of Bellingham. Stephanie, thanks so much for being here today. We're really glad to have you. Absolutely. I am, I am glad to be here. Thanks for asking me to join you today. So Stephanie, tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you lived in Whatcom County, how long you've uh, been around this beautiful place that we like to call home. Yeah, so I'm actually a Bellingham local. I grew up here in Whatcom County. I went to elementary school and middle school out in Ferndale. And then we moved into Bellingham and I went to Spalcombe and graduated from there. Um, And then kind of between college and in my 20s, I moved quite a lot to quite different places, but was brought back to Bellingham uh, late in my 20s and have just really enjoyed being back in this community and getting to work for some really great local organizations that support uh, support our business community and our our lives here in the county. So tell us a little bit about your job at the Port of Bellingham, how long you've been there and kind of what you've been working on. So I oversee uh, the meetings events team, which manages all of our meeting facilities. So the Sawanich Boathouse and the Bellingham Cruise Terminal Dome Room and Marine Park and Sawanich Point Park. So all of kind of the places where people can rent to have their private events or their business events. And then I also oversee our corporate events. So that would be like the 4th of July. And uh, I work with a a few other nonprofits in town on like Bellingham Sea Feast, and we help out with C to C. So I oversee that as well. And then I also oversee the Marine Life Center. So a few different things that I'm overseeing as a part of my job, but it's really fun to get to uh, bring these wonderful events to the community and to be a part of the port, which is a fantastic organization doing a lot for Bellingham and Whatcom County. Well, Stephanie, this uh, podcast will be released right before the 4th of July. So let's just jump right into that big event. Tell us a little bit about what's going to happen this year uh, and what people can expect um, for the fireworks show on the 4th. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So for this year, our fireworks show is going to be a little bit different. In years past, people will remember us having food trucks and music and a beer garden and games for kids. 
down at Zawanich Point Park. And coming out of COVID, we decided it probably wasn't the best idea to have all of those activities this year, but it was really important to the port, to the commissioners that we have the fireworks display this year. So we're again partnering with the Bellingham Regional Chamber Chamber of Commerce. Man, you would think I would know how to say that since I used to work for them. Uh, We are partnering with them again this year on the fireworks. So the fireworks display will take place right around 1030, which is when it normally happens. So people can expect the show to happen around the same time. We have about a 15 minute show, and I think it's going to be a really exciting show this year. Uh, The fireworks are launched uh, and blast between 200 and 500 feet in the air. So there are a lot of places around Bellingham that people will be able to enjoy the fireworks show from. So do you have any inside tips as to some nice spots to uh, take in the viewing? I presume you don't want a bunch of people congregating down at Zuwanich like typical years. There are a lot of really great places to watch the fireworks from just on port property. There's Little Squalicum Beach is a great spot to watch the fireworks from. Zawanich is always a great spot. Tom Glen Commons over by the Bellwether is a fantastic place to watch from. And I'm really excited to see what the show's like from the downtown waterfront this year. The port has been doing a lot of development down there, and I know that Trackside Beer Garden is going to be open and they made sure that they're staying open late enough for people to enjoy the fireworks from there. So I think that is going to be a great place. There's, you know, at Waypoint, there's a great uh, playground for kids. There's the pump track. So that to me seems like the perfect place to go down and enjoy the day and uh, enjoy some beer at Trackside. So I think that will be a really exciting place. And then there are a lot of local breweries and restaurants with a really great view of the bay. So like Bellingham Cider Co. always does uh, a special on the 4th of July. And I know that Gruff has an amazing view from their beer garden and Jalapenos stays open late for the 4th of July. And the Bellwether always does their uh, their blues festival that happens throughout the summer. So they always have one that coincides with the force. So there are a lot of really, really great places that people can choose to go and avoid crowds as well by just sitting in a car and watching, which might be nice this year because of AC <laughs> with the heat coming up. So I think there are a lot of really good choices for people to be able to watch the show with whatever their comfort level is. And Stephanie, I'm guessing, though, that uh, once we get through this different year and, and get to next year, that we can probably expect the traditional firework festivities like uh, we've had in the past. Can you tell us a little bit about what the port has done in the past? You mentioned a little bit about food trucks and all the activities. Uh, give us something to look forward to for 2022. Yeah, absolutely. So in years past, uh, the port has partnered with the Bellingham Regional Chamber of Commerce and our title sponsor, which in the past was Hagen. And we had a lot of really fun activities down at Solanich Point Park throughout the day. We had live music going. It usually started around 2 p.m. Local and regional bands would come and play for us. We had a bunch of different games for kids to play. We had uh, face painting. We had, um, I think there there were... uh, 
from the Bellingham Circus Guild, I believe we had a couple people come down and teach uh, families how to do tricks. We had uh, food vendors, food trucks would come out, tons of different options there. Um, and we had a beer garden right down there in the park. So there was a lot going on in the park that people could come down and really just enjoy the day, celebrating all the way up until the fireworks display at 1030. So when describing for us your job, it sounds like you wear a, a number of different hats. Can you share with our listeners any other family activities or things that the port's involved in that they might want to keep a lookout for in months other than July? Yeah, absolutely. So let me think about our events that we have coming up this year. We will have Bellingham Sea Feast, uh, which the port partners with the Sea Feast organization on that. And that is the weekend of September 18th. Um, and that will be down at Suwanich Point Park. We're really excited that that event is coming back this year to support our local fishermen as well is a fantastic thing. Um, we have in December, we have our holiday port festival, which we do the gingerbread decorating contest and we have Santa and Mrs. Claus come so people can come and visit him. And that is down at the Bellingham Cruise Terminal that first weekend of December. So we have that coming up. We're really excited that we're getting back into events and people are going to be able to enjoy some of those things. And then starting in July, I'm very excited to say you no longer need appointments to come to the Marine Life Center. And that is a really great place for families to come uh, there are still some safety protocols in place so that people can enjoy that space and not worry about getting sick or getting anybody else sick. But we are opening that up from appointments to just coming in and visiting the space. Is the octopus still there? We haven't gotten an octopus yet this year. So we always get one from a local fisherman who usually catches one in his net. And then we have it all throughout the summer um, and then are able to release it at the end of the summer. Uh, so we're still waiting on getting our octopus, but we have a lot of other great creatures for people to come and learn about. And just to quickly circle back for folks who haven't experienced Sea Feast before, can you tell them a little bit about that festival? Yeah, absolutely. So that has been a huge festival in the past. It's taken place over many days, involves uh, events in downtown and then coming down to Zawanich Point Park. Uh, we'll have art vendors there and live music. This year, it's going to be a little scaled back. It will probably just be one day, but we're still looking at the plans for that. And then, of course, there's the Sea Feed, which is a big seafood uh, feast at the port. And we're, yeah, we're really excited to be at least bringing that portion back so people can enjoy some good, fresh local seafood. That is an awful lot of fun being down on the waterfront to experience that. Um, you had mentioned also a variety of other spaces that the port manages from the ferry terminal to the Squalicum Boathouse and a variety of other uh, kinds of spaces. Are those available for res reservation now? Can people reserve those spaces for their own parties? They can. And we are actually seeing those book up pretty quickly uh, so again, we have the Squalcom Boathouse, we have the Bellingham Cruise Terminal Dome Room, and we have the Blaine Boating Center. Um, and pretty soon, we're also hoping to have more events down at the downtown waterfront. So 
All of those spaces are currently available for people to reserve for their events. So they just need to contact the events team at the port and we can help them with their reservations. So Stephanie, let's talk a little bit about the airport, which people may not realize is a port property. Um, And the news that we've heard recently is that Southwest Airlines is going to start serving Bellingham and flying to some uh, points south of here. Tell us a little bit about uh, what we might expect with uh, Southwest showing up um, at BLI. Yeah, we're really, really excited that Southwest is coming to BLI. Um, They are going to have their inaugural flight in November of this year. So people can start uh, jumping on those Southwest flights out of Bellingham. And right now they're just starting with, I think, two destinations, but we are hoping to open up more. And of course, a lot of the BLI traffic does come from Canada. So we're really excited for when we get to the point where the Canadian border is open and our neighbors to the north uh, start frequenting through our airport as well. But uh, those in the Bellingham, Whatcom County area, yeah, look forward to those Southwest flights. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, chat with us. Uh, I know you have a very busy week ahead of you, and we wish you the very best uh, with the blast over the bay this uh, this coming weekend. Thank you so much. It was great to speak with you all tonight. So we did have Father's Day a few weeks ago, and one of the gifts I got from my kids was a little photo book, and it had some uh, spaces where they could write in some things. You might have seen these things either on Pinterest or worksheets you can print out. You know, I think my dad is blank or my dad is great because blank. And so I, I compiled some of the answers here and I want to see if you guys can guess what my kids thought <laughs> in response to some of these questions. Okay. Okay. All right. My seven year old said, My dad weighs blank pounds. Eight. Oh, wait. Seven year old. Mm, 40 pounds. 312. 106. Wow. Nice. Yeah, she was 100 pounds off. (laughs) Uh, How about my three-year-old said, my dad is blank years old. Ooh. I'm going to say she thought you were 84. 36. Nine. (laughs) (laughs) My five-year-old said I was blank feet tall. Oh, my gosh. Ten. Two. We have a winner with ten. Yes. Ten feet tall. <laughs> yeah. And 106 pounds. You're a little skinny. Yeah. <laughs> For nine years old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my oldest said my favorite movie was what? Ooh, boy. Your favorite movie. Frozen. Probably some cars. She said documentaries. <laughs> Uh, my three-year-old said, my dad is really good at cooking. Yeah. I was going to say like, yeah, I was going to make him pancakes or something. This is a quote. You ready? Mm-hmm. Basketball, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> because not... he's 10 feet tall. Absolutely. Right? I'm yeah. Not... But he gets shoved around in the key all the time. He's he only 100, 100 pounds. Uh, let's see. A couple more here. My five-year-old boy says, my dad always says. Ben, come here. Good morning. Maybe. <laughs> See, that's my parenting tactic. You yeah, don't maybe. say no. You no, say maybe. Because uh-huh. then they go run off to mom. 
Yep. And then mom gets to say no. Dad said maybe. <laughs> now my three-year-old said, dad says, or dad always says. No. Yes. Go potty. <laughs> my seven-year-old daughter said, if I could go anywhere in the universe with my dad, we would go to? Disneyland. Boomers. Ready for this one? Phobos, which is a moon of Mars. She took it quite literally when it said you could go anywhere in the universe. universe. Wow. Did you know that that was a moon? No, I thought it was a uh, bouncy house place in Linden. (laughs) I thought it was a a clothing line. Cousin of FUBU. Yeah, I had not heard of Phobos (laughs) myself. So there you go. That's a little bit of what my kids are thinking about me these days. Mm. My kids got me a bottle of gin for Father's Day. Whoa, what kind? What did they get you? Uh, it's a flavored Smirnoff something or other. Oh. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. That's a good gift. My girls, uh, they made me little cards, which is usually like the, oh, what are we going to get dad? Which, so they made, which was awesome. They really wrote up some really nice things. And then we went to the Bells game and, uh, Alyssa bought me a Bellingham Bells logoed baseball, which was really cool. And you but caught a foul ball. I dove for it uh, to make sure that I beat some other kids out that were running for it. Nice. Um, How very fatherly of you. I, totally <laughs> I quickly threw it to Alyssa, so that way uh, anybody who was looking over to see what the commotion was, it wasn't me who had the ball anymore. Nice. Thanks to our guest, Stephanie Wiley. There's a link in our show notes to the Port of Bellingham website. And as always, thanks to our sponsor, Robinson & Cole Attorneys. You can reach the show via our Facebook page or at our email address, whatcomedadspodcast at gmail.com. We welcome listener feedback and suggestions. And next week, we talk about our children's love languages. And on Whatcom Dads Recommend, we discuss our favorite places to watch live music here in Whatcom County. I started a new business this year in my attic. I was building schooners. Sales are through the roof. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Two guys walked into a bar. The third guy ducked. (laughs) Well, given that we are now officially into the summertime and it's been hot. Hot. Why does ice cream... Always get invited to the party. It's cool. (laughs) I think after 33 episodes, our jokes are getting worse. (laughs) Have we used all the good ones? Oh, no. Oh, no, there's many more out there. Yeah.